Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations with Jackie and Bobby. Um, we're so excited to just give you a kind of roundup of May and what's coming and what's happened and just how, how we're doing, how you guys are doing. <laughs> um, we this it, it officially kind of marks a year since we've been doing full-time ministry on our own for the first time in our lives. Like you've always had a W-2 job at some point. A normal job. A normal job. So this is like the first year that we've been doing this fully on our own. So, and we, we've kind of mentioned like a Patreon in the, the show notes. So thank you for all of those of you who have um, been part of our patrons and have donated. But for any of you who didn't know, we actually do have a Patreon. It's on our website, Jackie and Bobby, or it's on the show notes of, of all of our podcasts, right? But if you want to help support us, we are always, we always welcome that and also always welcome your prayers for ministry, anything else. But thank you to all those who do support us. You guys, we are so grateful because we love doing what we do. We love ministry. We love that we get to just do ministry in all capacities, whether it's like from middle school. Actually, that's not even true. Literally, I am, what's his name? Johnny Karate. Yep. I am Johnny Karate at our elementary school co-op once a month, so... I play guitar. So literally from little ages all the way till elderly people die <laughs> to the elderly. We do ministry. Um, yeah, we especially want to give a shout out. We we went to more college campuses this like last two semesters than ever. I think ever before us. So we went to Hayes University in Kansas. Um, we got to go to University of Wisconsin. Got to you do a retreat for UNT University of North Te- Texas with the Texas Women's University. Indiana University, the Hoosiers, Hoosiers, and then I got to speak at Texas State. So shout out to all you universities. I, I hope we're not missing anybody. I don't think we are. And then just women's conferences, men's conferences. It's been fun. It's been yeah. The Lord's provided a big thank you again to everyone listening, sharing, supporting us. Uh, we felt called to do this podcast as an extension of this traveling ministry of the video ministry we do. Um, so yeah, for the Patreon, there's behind the scenes stuff. There's early access to videos. There's stickers, there's a monthly Zoom with us, as well as, you know, maybe we'll do a mug sometime down the road. I've been... Hey, we need, we should have like a contest of like a mug, because... It's got to be a... No, I don't know. It's got to be a cool mug. That's what I'm saying. Not just a mug, but anyway. And I don't know what to put on it. I think people, we should do like a, who has a great idea of what to put on it. A a flock of goats. A flock of goats mug, yeah. But thank you for your support and especially your prayers. Yeah, it's been a, the Lord has showed up this past year of traveling and ministry and, and our own family growth because we have a baby due. Yeah, and I have a really big belly hiding behind this desk. We're about, we're about three to four weeks out any day now. So I had my last traveling event two days ago. I was like, praise the Lord, don't come out on a plane. That would be not fun. <laughs> Although our first child we delivered unintentionally in our home and Bobby delivered Abby. So some random flight attendant could have the same privilege. <laughs> no, no. They fly free <laughs> yeah, for I life. If they got like free, free, you know, flights for the rest of the life. That might be worth it. So, so it. knowing we've got a baby on the way and we've got some great guests uh, on the way as well, uh, we'll need to batch that recording. So it may there may be a little gap in between episodes here, but we are working behind the scenes and just again thank you for your support yeah yeah so um what other updates what other updates do we have um what else so what are you reading what am i reading yeah let's tell people um so one thing that i have been well first of all i always say that when i go places i sell more dr bob shoots 
books than our own um, because I have been just sharing a lot at like women's conferences, adult conferences about and even even with you, the, like the youths, the youths, <laughs> the youths. Just the, the the seven deadly wounds. So Dr. Bob Schutz in his book, Be Healed, talks about the seven deadly wounds. Um, abandonment, rejection, hopelessness, fear, shame, and he, you know, et cetera. And he talks about all the thoughts that from those wounds, and wounds are when we have a lack of love or a distortion of love, um, the thoughts that go through our head, like you are not love, no one loves you, you are not valued. If you if you have shame, um, you know, like you're you're dirty, you're bad, it was your fault. You know, we work we've worked in ministry for over 20 years. And so just without even knowing this, the psychology behind it, at my women's sessions, I would always kind of address again the thoughts that go through our head because so often as women, it's like you're you're not good enough. Um, that's kind of the constant message is you're not good enough. And in all these different ways, but then kind of knowing even the wounds and how those are attached to the wounds, like of shame, like for, for people who have been abused, sexually abused, especially that shame comes in. Um, when we grew up and our parents didn't talk to us about the beauty of sex in the body, and maybe we looked at pornography or maybe we started into sexual sin or shame enters in and that, again, it's just like this cycle. So anyway, so Dr. Bob shoots, be healed. And I'm, we're going to have him on at some point. We'd and love and to he's a Catholic psychologist counselor he's a retired marriage and family therapist <clears throat> he's given talks around the country international too i'm sure but Just, jp2 healing center yeah and his podcast with dr j kim restore the glory yeah is amazing it's one of those resources i always wonder how is this for free how can you access this wealth yeah. of just beautiful information and testimonies for, for their, their podcast really changes lives it's like every other person i talk to they're talking about restore the glory for good reason and there's just so much beautiful overlap, too, within the field of psychology. I'm knee-deep in um, the Catholic Psych Mentorship Program, and that's a whole other episode or a couple episodes of I'll get into that. But, I mean, all the personalism of John Paul II and the other philosophers of, like, we'll get into that a bit, of just and the, the spirituality behind healing, the physical reality behind healing, and the fact that the body keeps the score to reference that great book by um Bessel uh, van der Wolk. yeah Wook Wook is Wook. I apologize Dr. <laughs> Bessel but again from a theology of the body lens it's beautiful that even like the cells of our body like can hold trauma and so healing is not just this one and done event it's this process and, and it's you, the whole person it's the whole person it's not just um uh, again pray it away which maybe some of you have heard, right? If, if you've struggled with any kind of mental, like depression, anxiety, like people, like it's a healing. Or like offer it up. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole person, we are we are body, we are soul, we are mind, we are like, we, there's so, there's so much. And, and I just have been learning so much about how trauma, man, affects our bodies, affects so many things in our lives. And I, I have a friend who's a trauma therapist and I want to have her on the show as well. Because even we were hanging out and talking and I was just like, man, even as a parent learning, she, she is a foster parent and has adopted as well, but even learning about the difference and how to care for kids who have had trauma, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, and how our bodies are made and how God wants to heal that as well. So I've been reading a book called Unwanted by Jay Stringer, and he specifically addresses unwanted sexual behavior. So, um, uh, porn, pornography, 
um, and affairs, seeking out paying for sex and prostitution, all this stuff, and kind of what's behind that? Because he especially is talking about so often as Christians, we are doing sin management, right? We're cutting off the fruit of or the the top of the weed, and we don't ever go to the roots. I mean, wouldn't that be silly if I were in my garden and I were sitting there trimming the weeds? We all know what happens. Like you have to get the weed from the root. And so when it comes to this unwanted sexual behavior, you can't just try to trim off the top of the weeds. And so often we do that with um, like just just go to confession, just pray your rosary. And and I'm sure I've been guilty of that too because I don't think I I didn't understand. Um, as much, but I talking to you about it, about it, because obviously you were exposed to pornography at a young age for some people. Cause I asked you, I was like, is it possible? Like for some people, cause he talks about this in the book. So unwanted by Jay Stringer, really good about how account, like we have to rediscover the beauty of the body and sex. We have to remove the shame, right? Cause so many of us were brought up with shame, which is one of the drivers of this hab- habitual like shame is such a driver of like this constant pattern. Um, but for some people it is, I was like, is it enough to learn the beauty of the body? And that's why theology of the body is so beautiful because you're learning how to remove shame from sex and the body and accountability. And, and then for some people it's not like some people you have to go much deeper because there is trauma associated with this or family of origin stuff. Like one of the things he says is, 70, he quotes a study, 77% of those who struggle with sexual addiction report coming from a rigid family where again, it's all the rules and it's like your kids basically are either bad or good. You kind of, you know, distinguish your kids bad or good, like the black sheep of the family. Oh, you're the golden child. Right. And 87% report coming from a disengaged family Mm. where their parents don't talk to them about you know, obviously sex, you don't even talk about like important, very important things, nutrition, that kind of stuff. Your family was just disengaged, maybe a workaholic parent or parents and parents who just don't talk to you, don't engage. I'm like, dang, those are big statistics. Like that a really huge part have families who just really aren't there. So what would would you, because you've read that you read this book before I did. I read this book a few years ago. The Catholic gentleman had Dr. Jay Stringer, who's a Christian um, psychologist, counselor, uh, had him on their podcast. And I thought it was interesting. And then by the end of the episode, I had bought the book off Amazon because I was so convicted. And there's some great books out there on chastity, on healing, um, on combating pornographic, you know, deep seated habits. But this book I I would put as the number one because it really just gets to that. It's always acting out a pattern. There's usually a pattern. There's usually a repetition to what you're searching for because there's something underneath you. There's an unmet need. Yeah. And we're repeating the pattern thinking this time it's going to solve it. This time it's going to be different. Like, or this time I'm finally in control. And so and for years, I did this in management thing where I'm just, um, you know, going to confession and then the same week going to confession again, the same week going. To, and it's, you were, we need to stumble uphill. Yes. Like we should always don't like have mercy on ourselves as we're making progress in the spiritual life. Uh, but there, there's a, a point where you have to say like, nothing's really working because we're not really getting to the root of the problem. Like why? Why do I... Si- why do I go to this? Yeah. And, and so unwanted 
he really gets to like the root. Let's talk about the root. Let's talk about your family. Let's talk about what it is you're repeating and looking for because there's probably a habit. And it's great to know your stressors. Like, are you ang- what, like, do you act out when you're angry, lonely, tired, bored, stressed, or lack of stress? For me, I noted it was the lack of stress. Like, if there was too much free time is mm-hmm. when I'd get in trouble. I'm boredom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the accountability, the importance of having other people to walk with, guys and girls, because it's not just a guy issue. We all, again, like our sexuality is something that is so core to who we are as human persons. So of course the devil wants to screw that up. Yeah. Something Male so and female, beautiful. Of course that's under attack right. and it's been under attack from the beginning. Um, and you know, software and, and accountability, like blocking stuff like all these are good things. But for many of us in this generation who have been brought up with, it's not just a magazine, it's like images from a device that follows us everywhere. It's not just about leave your computer in the, the living room. It's this device that's in our pockets following us everywhere is the source of the dysfunction. It's going to take a lot more of this deep healing to find freedom. And he even addresses, I mean, I've never struggled with pornography, but he even addresses, he has, oh God, man, he, he addresses a lot. He, he addresses well, we'll the put, why. We'll put his book in the show notes because, again, we sell, yeah. other, we sell other people's books better than... <laughs> We sell but our own. I would love to have him on. He yep. was on the so the place we find ourselves podcast. He's been on twice. So um, another therapist named Adam Young has a podcast called The Place We Find Ourselves, and he is based in attachment theory. And his podcast is very good. He has interviewed Jay Stringer twice about this this book and how they have they do a conference I think every year um, with this stuff just from the Protestant. But it it's so good. He he mentioned the two things. That he says, like, we have to address our stories, our family story, and we have to, so the, our past, and then we have to, like, why are we seeking this out? And man, some of the examples, you're like, whoa. Like, the, the, the certain, he's like, listen to your desires, your fantasies. Like, they're telling you something. Yeah. He says, listen to your lust, which sounds like, whoa, but it's because it's trying to tell you something. You, you're right. repeating search patterns. You're repeating the cycle. For a reason, because there's something at the bottom that has not yet been met. Yeah. And so like for one example he gave is he talks about triangulation, which is when, you know, parents, the two of us are supposed to have a very healthy relationship and we don't enmesh ourselves with our children. But when if this relationship between a husband and wife has, is distance and I start finding um, more comfort in my daughter or my son and I start have they they are privileged to information about it my, my relationship. So he gave one example about a son who was his, the mother was triangulating, meaning like he was the child that always knew everything first. He got more presence. He, he, he knew about the, the problems between his mother and father, which is not supposed to happen. I mean, well, he became the emotional shoulder for his mom, essentially the stand and husband. Right. And so his porn searches, he was, he felt so out of, like he was not in control of anything. Everything was controlled. So his porn searches and they go into like specific, a little more specific things of, um, the type of porn, which is so interesting, but he was like, it was always, I felt it was the only time I felt in control. It was the only time I was in control. Like I didn't have a controlling mother who was, again, I was the, emo- it, it's fascinating. So he gives so many examples of why the why. So he says, we need to address our stories. Like, why do we go? where we're going. Why do we have affairs? What, what are we looking for? And so he does that in the book. And then he says, and what are the, the present day 
triggers. Is it? Yeah. I, I notice that I do this habit when I am blank, mm-hmm. right? Is it when I am lonely, tired, bored, hungry? He, he lists more, even more than that. So it is a very good book. If, if you are struggling with any kind of unwanted sexual addiction habit, but it even helps me uh, in the sense of, um, just for those of us who even just sometimes we like disengagement, we distance ourselves from reality. Like we do that with scrolling on the internet, scrolling on Twitter, scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on whatever, TikTok. Like it's like, why do we do this instead of engaging in reality? So even that was very helpful for me. I was like, oh man, like there were just a lot. And then again, even the thoughts that go through your head. And one of the things he said that he's like, it's not necessarily we seek out, like people seek out pornography out of that wound of like to, of like shame and self-hatred he's like almost they're reenacting because they because they have such self-hatred and shame we almost want to feel it again like we he said we have become a bonded to our shame and our self-contempt that it almost allows us to feel that again i was like oh man again that is just oh it's so it's so deep and pain again we want people we want to be free and we want the people we do ministry with to be experience freedom because we know it's possible right and i asked you like like you don't often share you and you and Swafford did a uh, video on we did we did an ascension video about like the whole like boast in your weakness and sometimes we're remiss to celebrate our victories for whatever reason it could feel like we're being braggarts it could feel like we're being prideful um for me, sometimes it's almost like a, not, I hate to say superstition, but it's almost like I'm going to jinx myself. <laughs> to say like I've been free of pornography for X yeah, many years. Yeah, you know? when it's it's quite the, op- quite the opposite. Like you are human. Yes, like know your weakness, know the power of Christ is, is only the only way I'm going to remain free. But you give hope to other people when you share your victories, however small. I had a former student message me recently um, on Instagram saying, uh, Mr. Angel, I, it's officially been like three months since I've been free of pornography, just out of the blue. And it's like, praise God, dude, like make it three months in one day. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep in two days and three. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going up the mountain together. Like it encourages others to share what God is doing in our lives. But it's good to know that it is possible. Yeah. You're not going to spontaneously combust. And even in the secular world, you see like men and women for as much horrible things are out there. There's also just great examples of people wanting self-control, people wanting to be free, um, people wanting to have an integrated, healthier outlook at the human body and sexuality. Yeah. And their, their desires to be transformed, not repressed. I mean, that was such a beautiful thing about theology of the body and thank God for Christopher West. And just, I think that was the first time it was like, yeah, so, so many times we're given the option of repression, repress your desires or indulge in your desires. Those are the two options. And obviously most of the time the repression comes from our religious, any like religious backgrounds or press your desires. They're terrible. They're bad. They're shameful. And then the culture gives you the indulge in every single, (laughs) and obviously our culture is, is going to go very far in how much we want to approve of indulge in your desire for, I mean, Whatever, so, whatever your yeah, desire is. All the way to bestiality. I mean, just horrific things, right? Like, oh, it's we're, we're they're trying. If you haven't noticed, our culture is going to try to push every single thing. I mean, already they're 
if you, you maybe you're not on Twitter, but like already it's one of the things is minor attracted persons. They're going to try to get it to seem like it's a normal thing to have attraction to children and to engage in those sexual acts. But again, we know that it is possible as baptized Christians, it's possible just even as a human for those desires to be transformed. And for an outlet, which actually, I don't know if you want to go into this kind of leads into, um, we, we both watch separately, actually the interview between Matt Frad and Dennis Prager, which if you haven't seen it is on Pints of Aquinas, Matt Frad interviews Prager about his views on pornography. And he said, it's okay to look at porn in, in his mind because the porn that he looked at was a playboy, you know, or like his father looked at was a playboy magazine. It's okay to bring that intermarriage. And so Matt <laughs> had him. On. So, so we were going to record a short episode today and <laughs> I should, I should have known better. This was not going to stay just a, a eight minute uh, oh, episode no. here. No, no. The wider context is that Dennis Prager, who is a, I, I think he would say Orthodox Jew, uh, radio host, um, Conservative. Conservative talker. Um, has a lot of great stuff out there and was involved in this Exodus program that Jordan Peterson put on. And there's a clip of it that went viral. And it was Dennis Prager, a little blindsided he by this. He was put on the spot. He didn't have time to prepare. Okay. Of, of like the Jewish context or, or viewpoint on like pornography or adultery. And it just, the way that conversation went was very interesting. And it, it, I think it hit a nerve in like the, the internet zeitgeist. And then Matt Fratt actually had him on. And, and I think I thought Matt did an excellent job at broaching the topic with him as a Catholic man and a Jewish man talking about these things. And you see like it's a very different worldview. It's a very different, very different. approach to the topic and the difference that Jesus Christ makes. Because... Prager was saying again in Judaism, you don't have the if you even if you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. Like that doesn't exist in Judaism. And he was talking about in Judaism the difference between your thoughts and your behaviors. For them, it was more it's more about behavior. Like I don't care if your thoughts. Right. Blah, I'm like, oh, interesting. The one thing, and it was funny, is Ben Shapiro then responded to Matt, and I was texting Matt. I said, Matt, you did a great job just explaining that you were trying to explain the difference between sexual desire and lust, because essentially what both Prager and kind of Shapiro, they made points at times, like it's okay to lust in your marriage. And I was like, as Catholics, we don't believe that because there's no concept. They, they were really struggling with the difference between sexual desire and lust. And so sexual desire attraction, you guys is Good. We should be attracted. I always say my talks, like we should be attracted to every person we meet because if every person is made in the image and likeness of God, we should be attracted to the truth, beauty, and goodness that every person has within them, right? Now, the difference is when I sexualize that or if I start fantasizing, I start lusting about that, even in my mind, because like even from a psychological standpoint, we, can con we can't control our initial feelings, right? But you can control your thoughts and you can control your actions. So um, they were having a really hard time, right? D d differentiating you know, between it, sexual desire and lust. Some of it was semantics. And Matt did a great job of leaning in and trying to clarify terms. Multiple times. And Ben Shapiro was like, you guys kept talking past each other. I'm like, no, they, 
Prager kept interrupting Matt. Well, but I think there's this. He was trying to clarify. There's kind of the understanding of lust in our culture, and it's conflated with desire as if it was like something good. And so it seems repressive to, to, for, to look at the Christian view and say, you guys think lust, desire is bad, period. No wonder you're neurotic. And it's like, no, no, no. Lust means to use, to use the other person as an object. For my pleasure. And this is the, again, it it really, in the days following those videos and conversations, and I think they're super important, and I thought they were very charitable for what they could have been. Absolutely. Um, It made me so thankful to be Catholic and for the difference that Jesus makes of this. Um, He's not saying don't look. He's not saying be neurotic when he says, this is Matthew 5, 27 to 28. You have heard it said that, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. The heart being the deepest interior sense of self, where I'm not looking at you as a person, I'm looking at you as an object. And we're called to something better. Jesus is not saying, don't look because the body's bad, because you are bad. He's saying, look deeper, look deeper. And it shouldn't be, there's times to avert our eyes. Yeah, that might be your initial stage of transformation. Because, you know, the spiritual life, there's like the purgative way, illuminative way, unitive way. The hope is not to stop at the purgative, don't look, engage with the world. The hope is to be transformed and renewed in our minds so that we see the totality of the person. Jesus is saying, look deeper, not at the person before you as an object, male or female. See them for who they are as a human person. So that's why Jesus is not... He, he wants right behavior, but he wants your heart because the, you get the heart, you get the whole person. Yeah. So I, I am so grateful that we are Catholic and the Catholic church is the only church, you guys, the only church, no Protestant church has this. The Jewish, the Judaism doesn't have this. The, the Muslim church, Hindu, no church has as clear, comprehensive and I wouldn't even say concise because it's not really concise, Um, but clear, comprehensive, total view of the human person, the body and sex. So for instance, in Protestantism, you, whatever church you go to, you really could just make up whatever you want when it comes to sexuality. You say, well, I'm going to follow scripture, but, but the Catholic church is the only church that says this, that every act in marriage, every act of arousal, every sexual act must be a free, total, faithful, fruitful act. You cut off any one of those and it is use. It is a use of the person. So every act in marriage must lead to the total self-gift of the person, meaning we become one flesh. Meaning, and if there are little kids, hopefully there aren't little kids around listening to this. If there are little ears, this is the point to pause. So I'm just going to say, because I've been saying this, every act must end with a husband's semen intentionally in his wife's vagina. Okay. You're like, I can't believe she just said that. But most Catholics don't know that. Now in the Protestant church, that isn't a view. You literally could have oral sex or do that. And that'd be like, oh, that's great. As Catholics, that is a lustful act. So sure. And maybe in, Juda- in Judaism, maybe you can do that too. I don't think they have a thing that says you need every act needs to lead to a husband and wife becoming one flesh. Well, the difference, the difference too, you look between Judaism to Protestantism through Islam, there's no central pope. There's, there's no, no magisterium. magisterium. So it's, it's everyone for himself. You can read your texts and whatever you believe, you can do. And the teachings are difficult. A lot of people walked away from Jesus. A lot of people have walked away from the church. Um, but yeah, God's expectations are high, like the bar is high, but God's graces are 
equally as, as abundant to, to get there. So, and it's not about repression. It's not about let's make you miserable. It's about, we want you to be free to see people as people. And what yeah. the beautiful thing is, is I see in, in, in the non-religious world too, there is this movement of, of people wanting to be free of pornography and, and realizing anecdotally what it does to me. Like there is no dabbling in it because it starts to change you. It starts to change the way you see people. And I think there was, I, talking to some friends of mine too, there was a bit of a disappointment in, and again, you can, you can enjoy the work of a person and not, not agree with them, fully. not agree with them on certain points. It doesn't right. mean you throw his whole thought out the window. I, but I was disappointed with, with a Dennis Prager, just like with a Jordan Peterson type. It's like, you guys are calling the greatness out of so many people in our generation. You're calling us to do the hard, difficult things. You're calling us to step up, be present to our families, to sacrifice, etc. And, but when it comes to the pornography topic, it's almost like, well, and I think Jordan Peterson's a bit more hard line on like, this is bad. Like we can look at the clinical data and say, this is ruining. But we can disagree with him on other things. A and generation. Say that there are things that we can agree with. But th this is where I think yeah. there just has to be like, listen, like I'm, I'm very, very thankful to be Catholic because it, it is the clarity of, and thank God for, literally thank God for St. Yes. John Paul II, yes. for bringing this deep personalism with the gospel to see the fullness of the human person. And this is what Christ is calling us to, to see and to live in. It is the most pro-woman church. When I read stuff from, oh dear Lord, Protestant pastors about, how, about using their wife, like, oh wives, you should do this for your husbands. You should, it's like, it's all about the husband's pleasure. I'm like, oh gosh, no. <laughs> like, like essentially saying, husbands or wives, if you don't strip for your husbands, they're gonna go look at porn. I'm like, really now? Like, I tell people like it's amazing that a celibate pope like Pope John Paul was more pro woman and her and her not being used as an object and her arousal and her like frankly <laughs> orgasm like than I've ever heard a a married pastor speak about ever. Yeah, love and responsibility. Holy moly! If you've not read Love and Responsibility, the last chapter is all about husbands. It is your because of your arousal curve, them being different. A man's is very quick, a woman's much more slow. It is the responsibility and love of a husband and the tenderness of a husband to get his wife to climax at the same time. I have never heard a pastor say that. And now granted, I have individual Protestant friends who won't use contraception because they have been convicted by it. They, maybe they, they don't, you know, they're like, we want to, we don't use contraception. We want to make sure this and this and this, like, uh, but that's not the teaching. They can eat, everyone can each interpret it. The Catholic church is the only church that teaches this, which means you can never use your spouse even in marriage. It is, there's never time. And I want to say it is possible. There has never been a time. Oh, I mean, not to say like we have not had arguments. I, every couple is going to argue about, you're going to have discussions about sex often and intimacy and how we can love each other. And maybe like, yeah, like ugh, in that moment, I didn't feel loved, right? We always, we've had those conversations and you have to be able to marry somebody you can have those conversations with, which by the way, Jay Stringer with Adam Young said, only 25% of married couples feel like they can talk about their sexual intimacy. Whew, that means 75% of married couples feel like they, they can't talk about this. That's bad. I mean, that's, that's sad for me. I'm like, I can't imagine being married and not being able to have those really difficult conversations. But I know, Bobby, you are tender. You love me and you want the best for me. And you're, you are a good man and a good husband. 
but it makes me sound like 75% of people feel like they can't talk about this. So anyways, you, even in marriage, we cannot use each other. And I, Matt Frad did a response to Ben Shapiro responding to it. It was pretty funny. I'm, like, I'm behind on all the responses. You didn't watch that, but I, it was, Matt was like, watch this. I just uploaded. I'm like, great. And so I watched it and he, he said in response to Ben Shapiro, he's like, okay, if there is no difference between lust and sexual desire, then you are saying every single, every single woman that's ever said, like, I felt used in my marriage is wrong because we all, I mean, I know I hear the stories you guys all the time from married women about like how they have felt used as an object by their spouses, right? My, my husband made me do X, Y, and Z. I was not comfortable with it. Or like, Hey, we're not going to have sex right now because we don't have a baby. So let's do X, Y, Z. It's like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> so I, I am so grateful for being Catholic. I am so grateful that we have this teaching. And it's not to say like the teaching is beautiful. How often men, women, priests, clergy fall short of it. Oh my gosh. So we yes. know that we're living in a wounded world where there's been abuse and scandals and divorce and just all sorts of like pain there. And certain Catholics who are promoting almost like a yes wife, I, I will use you whenever right. I want because you're my... Right, <laughs> a warped subordination. <laughs> yeah, you're um, my object. <laughs> And this is, again, from John Paul II, Theology of the Body, um, paragraph 100. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ assigns the dignity of every woman as the task to every man, and he assigns also the dignity of every man to every woman. Upholding this dignity is assigned as ethos to every man, male and female. It is assigned to his heart, to his conscience, to his looks and his behavior, the whole person. And this is why you can't just kind of put it in a box like pornography, like, well, it's not, it's over here. It doesn't touch my marriage. It is touching your marriage at some level. Yeah. Cause there's a reason why you're going to that. Yeah. And even if, even if, you know, your wife has rationalized it. Like, oh, it's okay. Or, oh, we can do this together. No, there, yeah. I, there's a deeper, I, w- I would just say you wanted it. You guys, it is possible. It is possible to be free of pornography. It is, it is possible to have a marriage that is based on Christ, that is based on mutual self-gift, that is not about use. Like, and that it is possible for your sexual desires to be transformed. Because why? Because we are, the two of us are testimony to it. And we're not perfect. No. But Some days. Some <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and, but we can say, like, we're not the only one. Like, we have hundreds of friends, couple friends, who have beautiful marriages. And obviously we're not inside the marriage. You never know what's going on in a couple's marriage. But we know just the the integrity of these like these couples. Like I just think how blessed we are to know so many couples who really are just they want to live this out. They want their desires to be transformed. So anyways, if you want to go watch that, that I watched that this weekend and I was very proud of Matt. I was like, dude, you know your stuff, man. Like I was thinking if I was in that seat, like what would I have said? And Matt and I were texting back and forth and, you know, just like... In the sense of a true debate of we're on two different sides of the aisle and let's talk through this. What do you mean by this word? Yeah. In charity, um, not like just shouting match. Uh, I thought it was great and very eye-opening too. And I left it very thankful for Christ, for his call, for our holiness, for the teachings of the Catholic Church, for Pope John Paul II. Yeah, yeah. So that was this past weekend. <laughs> this past 
past weekend was that me watching that and then also like reading a hundred pages of unwanted because I was giving a talk. I was like, I want to finish this before I give this talk about pornography that I gave. Um, I talked about like the beauty marriage and how porn kind of destroys that. So I was like, I want to read this book. Although in my mind, I know there are certain things like I would have said, but he just, what was beautiful is Jay Stringer did this study with like over 3000 participants and just asked them all like all the questions and it's fascinating to see like what we are desiring or fantasizing about is very telling of our story mm. and our childhood story. So we highly recommend that book. If anyone's struggling with unwanted sexual behavior, or if you know somebody, I mean, I don't know, you wouldn't just like hand it like here, this is for you, but <laughs> here you go, buddy. I, we, you know, we need to have another conversation. It would be good to have another podcast about this because I get questions all the time from young women about like their boyfriends or they're like, you know, how long should I wait till, should he be free from porn? Should, you know, what about his sexual past? And and then one girl asked me the question, like, you know, he said like her boyfriend was like, this is always going to be a struggle. And I remember you said that to me, like it will, there will always be a temptation. And I kind of didn't understand, but now I do get it. Like, but we'll like, it, it kind of hurts. Like, wait, how, how though? And then I feel like over the years I've understood more like what you, what you mean by that. Like you always have to keep guard of your chastity and then in your marriage, you're always having to keep, cause you let your down your garden. The devil's like, Oh, it's time. Oh yeah. It's we time know, to pounce. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we know priests, um, clergy, married couples, single people, like the devil is always prowling around <laughs> St. Ignatius of Loyola used this example of like your soul as this castle, this fortress, and the devil is always kind of prowling around. If you like Lord of the Rings, um, the two towers in Helm's Deep, they find like the one sewer pipe that they can, the weak point that they can blow up. Mm. Like the devil is always trying to find that's, you know, that weak spot in the wall to, to enter. And so you have to know thyself. You have to stay on guard. Um, like I said, the call of Christ is, is high, uh, but his, his graces are sufficient. And his mercy is, yeah, his grace is so good. And it is, you guys, it is possible. And that might mean seeking out therapy. That might mean a spiritual director. Because it, it just depends how deep that root is. Like if it's a pretty shallow root, again, someone like you, you're like, okay, it's enough for me to have accountability software and to know the beauty and goodness of the body. Oh, and to talk with good men in my right. life. Right, to get it to, bring it to the light. Like for some people that is enough just to bring it to the light. But the younger and younger we've been exposed um, to these warped visuals and manifestations of sexuality, the deeper it goes. And, and this porn is not just like... No, it's not just static images. And it's on a device that yeah. follows us day and night. So it's going to be that much more difficult for full healing, but it is possible. And um, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So yes, our generation has never had to deal with it at this level, but there's still going to be saints made out of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult so time. We could, we, we could dedicate, I mean, and there are people I want to interview about maybe about these topics again, Jay Stringer would be a good, good one. Um, I would love for, I asked sister Miriam, like, could we talk about healing from sexual abuse? So that might be a future one. Um, we I want to interview my friend Kim Zember about, um, same sex attraction and a life of chastity, like that, that whole idea. So we have a lot of great people that we are excited to like in the future, we would love to interview about these topics. And if you have anybody that you're like, oh, you need to interview this person, they have such a great witness because that's what we love. We love beautiful stories, beautiful witnesses, and people that like 
they give you hope. Like, okay, <laughs> like we don't want to be just FYI. I, mean, I hope you, hopefully you've noticed this. Like our podcast is not here to bring anger and outrage and division. Although I got plenty. <laughs> All this was so angry. Like we, we love beauty, truth and goodness. And we love beautiful stories and witnesses of like, it is possible to be a saint and it is possible. Like God's grace is so good. It's possible to live lives of beauty. And that's why I was like traveling around this last year and going to a lot of those colleges. I was like, I have met so many amazing young adults like who are striving and who are living out like just this faithfulness, this joy who are not repressed, but they, I love the honesty. Like for me, I, if you can't tell, I am a very honest person. Very, very honest. <laughs> and I will say the things people won't always say. Um, and I, you know, whatever. I'm like the big sister, whatever, that in Christ that will tell it like it is without shame. Oh, I also, you went to University of Dallas. I forgot about that. UD. I've been there a couple times. Oh, we went there a couple times. Shout out to UD right down the street, right down the road. Um, and just having those really honest conversations. So you guys are always like... For any of you, if you ever want to type us some questions like, hey, interview this person, or maybe we could have um, a podcast of just Q&A, like questions that you guys are like, hey, what about this? What about this? We would love that because obviously a lot of our audience is young adults, um, but we obviously speak to all groups, but we just love, we we just want to encourage you that, man, the life a life in Christ is so beautiful. It's not easy. But it is possible. It's beautiful. And worth it. Yeah. And we are we are encouraged by the books we read, the podcasts we listen to, like Restore the Glory. I love Abiding Together because I love those women. Um, the place we find ourselves. Would you? Is there any other one you would recommend that's just like a very encouraging? We have a lot, There's a lot out there. Yeah, all those. Uh, this one. Uh, this one. You listen to Bataro's. Um, Dr. Greg Bataro's Being Human. Being Human. Podcast. Yeah, we have a lot. There's a lot out there. Yeah, we're all on the journey together, and I think that's yeah. what's beautiful for again all the like the, the warped uses of technology today. There's also a beauty in how we're able to connect and share resources and the gospel like never before. So we're excited for future episodes and conversations. Like I said, there may be a little bit of a gap here between episodes as we record and the next batch and have a baby. Um, I'm I gonna. Mean, I'm having the baby. I'm gonna do all the work there. <laughs> um, yes, you're doing all the work. I will be a hero. <laughs> In future episodes, you'll also be seeing some advertisers, because we're legit now, I guess. So people want to sponsor us, guys. That's amazing. From schools and some other <laughs> uh, companies who generously want to partner with us and help us produce this show. So um, there will be some advertising coming soon. Fun. I mean, well, you're not going to do your Ben Shapiro. He does a, he's very good at impression, impersonations. I, I prefer Mike Rowe. You are, yeah. Dirty Mike Jobs Rowe. and the way I heard it. The only podcast for the curious mind with a short attention span. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Yeah, I know. That's it. ZipRecruiter for all your oh hiring needs. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, how you impersonate people when they go into... So, yeah, we'll, we'll have someone, a sponsor maybe per show. And then, obviously, thank you again for all those who help support us via Patreon. That is obviously very helpful. I know every time a patron comes in, Bobby's like, that's diapers, baby. Diapers. Diaper money in. Yeah. Diaper money out. <laughs> Oh, Lord of mercy. But anyways, you guys, thank you so much for, yeah, your support. Um, pray for us. We'll pray for you. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we... See you next time. See you next time. 
wink, wink. Shotgun. God bless. I didn't know why I do that. <laughs>